Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to our summer reading plan. Today we're talking about the second half of Romans chapter 1. We're starting with verse 18 and we're going all the way through the end of the chapter, verse 32. There's a lot to unpack today, so let's jump right in. Do you remember yesterday we talked about the introduction and we talked about Paul and his purpose for writing to the Romans and it was just so exciting and we talked about how he was a soul winner and how he was going to share the gospel with them. And we know the gospel. We know that it centers around Jesus and it's just so awesome. And yeah, I need you to hold on to that feeling because today is not nearly as fun. Well, let me back up. I won't say it's not fun. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture to unpack because it reveals just how sinful we are and just how in need of a savior we are, which is amazing. Um, I have already quoted the song from Cain. You don't need a savior unless you know sin and shame. But this section of scriptures can be kind of tough. In fact, The next few chapters can be kind of tough. Chapter two is all about God's judgment. And if you think reading about sin is tough, wait till we read about God's judgment. But I want to say all of this up front and ahead of time because I don't want you to give up and I don't want you to sit down in the weeds. Like, this is going to be really good. We're going to learn something today. And if we can get through, I don't actually let me back that up too. I don't want to just say, let's get through these chapters. I want us to get these chapters through us. Let's take it to heart. And when we get to the part where Paul tells us about our savior, tells us about the gospel, it's going to be so much sweeter when we really understand the grip that sin has on mankind, which is exactly what this section is talking about. And that's where we're going to start. So there's a Bible commentary that I love to read. Well, there's a Bible commentary author I love to read. His name is Warren Wearsby. I may have mentioned him before on the podcast. And he breaks down these scriptures into four parts. And he calls this the devolution of man, which is like the opposite of evolution. So if evolution is like getting better and better, devolution would mean getting worse and worse. It's like a decrease a decrease in knowledge of something. And so these this section of scriptures talks about man's decrease in his knowledge of God. And it's you can look at it big picture where it's talking about all of mankind and it works. Or you can look at it small picture where you just look at it um, for your own life and find maybe where you are in um, these scriptures. We can look at our world today and we can see parallels. We can look at the world um, in which Paul would have been writing, the people he would have been writing to, and it makes sense there too. We could even look at this through the lens of what happened in the Garden of Eden, and it makes sense because God's Word does that. God's Word speaks um, outside of time, and it's applicable to us all. That's why it's so amazing because it was written to the Romans way back in 54 AD, and it applies to us still today in 2023. So 
let's look at these scriptures and we're going to break it down into four sections. And the first section we're going to look at is verses 18 through 20. And if we're talking about mankind and his decrease in knowledge, then we're going to start at the top. And where it starts, it says in verse 18, well, I'm going to read verse 19. It says, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version. And what's this? what this is saying is that God always intended for us to know him. That was the Garden of Eden. He wanted to walk with Adam and Eve. And it's what his intention for our life as well. He wants us to know him. So you can look at even cultures in our world that are undeveloped and they believe in God. So he gives us this inherent knowledge. I got that. Uh, I got that word from my cousin, Rachel. She always has the right vocabulary words. He gave us this inherent knowledge of him. That's this intelligence. That's where it began. God wanted us to know him. And he gave us all of these ways for us to know him, even in his creation. I think verse 20 is so powerful. It says for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. That means that you can look in all of creation and you can see God. You can see his handiwork. You can see his power. So that's where we started, but then something happens and we move down a step from intelligence into ignorance. And this comes from the verses 21 through 23. It says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. They exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Okay, when I read this scripture, the first thing that comes to my mind is idolatry and idolatry in the way that we know it today. The When I say idolatry, I guess what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For me, I think about people who worship things like statues. You think of other world religions like Buddhism and they have the statue of Buddha. Um, or you think of even some Native American tribes who worshiped like with the totem poles, who worshiped the animals, figures of the animals like the bear and the fish and things like that. So that's maybe like our textbook definition of idolatry. But if we look carefully here, and if we allow the word of God to examine us, idolatry is so much bigger than that. And I want to just take the moment, take a moment right here to say, let's take these scriptures and let's let it do what only the Word of God can do. Um, it says that the Word of the Bible says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. That it's a it is able to um, cut. It's able to cut right between the bone and the marrow, which means that it's able to get in those most narrow parts of our heart. And let's let it do that because it's really easy to point a finger at other people for being idolatrous or for worshiping idols. And it's harder to see that in our own lives. And we're going to talk about God's judgment tomorrow. So we won't touch on that too much, but I just want to say that anything that takes what God has made his creation and uses it for a purpose other than what God has made it for is idolatry. 
All right, so let's see what happens next. We've gone from intelligence to ignorance. And then in verses 24 through 27, this is about indulgence. We know what indulgence is. It's when you give in to your own pleasures. That's sin. And that's what these scriptures cover. These are scriptures that are used really frequently to um, talk about homosexuality and how it's a sin. And it's definitely there in these scriptures, but let's not get so caught up in those scriptures that we miss all of the other sins that it lists because these scriptures are going to hit every one of us. It does say that their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature and that men gave up natural relationships with women and were consumed with passion for one another. It's just a, it's another form of idolatry to take something God created and use it in a way that he didn't create it for. But verse 28 says, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, they were filled, skipping to verse 29, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness, gossips, slander, hate of hater, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. That covers us all, guys. It lists... It hits every one of us. That's indulgence. And once you're in indulgence for so long, once you've just been doing the things that are pleasing to yourself for so long, we hit this last level of the devolution of man, which is impenitence. And that's, you hear the root word there, penance, which is repentance would mean to be sorry for something that you've done. But impenitence means that you're not sorry. You don't feel any shame. You don't feel any remorse, any regret for your sin. That's that last level. And those are the, um, that's verse 32. Though they know God's righteous decree um, and that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. So the warning in Romans 28 through 32 is not just about sin and sin in our life, but it's about indulgence in sin, how there's a consequence for sin, how it's a warning against knowing what is sin and doing it anyways. And it's a warning against giving approval to those who sin. And guys, that's where the chapter ends. And you may be thinking, oh no, when I studied this in my home Bible study, we kind of chuckled, but it was more like nervous laughter at the end of chapter one. We're all like, oh no, we're all going straight to hell because that's we know that's what sin does. But here's the good news. We have a savior. He came for us. Jesus is his name. That's the message of the gospel. And we can read these and we can be convicted of our sin and we should be convicted of our sin. But we also have a great hope. And we're going to read about that in the days to come. So you guys stick with me and I'll see you again tomorrow. We're going to be reading Romans chapter 2 um, verses 1 through 16. So I'll see you then. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. To wrap this thing up, I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am... A Bible reader. I can understand God's Word and I will be changed by what I learn. 
Hey guys, you're going to change so much more than just your own life. By understanding God's Word, you're going to change your family, your community, and this world. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you again soon.